Genesis 37, I want to draw our attention in the scriptures that I read tonight to the times of which Joseph was forced to change his clothes. You can outline his life and divide it up by the changing of garments in his life. But the thing that I want to emphasize is how he embraced that changing. And I would say to you that there are and will be changes that will come your way and my way. And it all depends upon how you work with the change and how you embrace the change that God brings to pass in your life. Let's look at these verses and I'll make a few comments and introduction and give you four or five thoughts about this matter of of changing. Chapter 37, verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. He made him a coat of many colors and of course that threw the family into a tailspin of jealousy and bitterness in verse number 4. But then I want us to scoot over, if you will, uh, to verse number 23 of that same chapter. It came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was upon him. So here's a change that has taken place as far as garments are concerned, as far as raiment, as far as clothing. And then uh, if you look in chapter number 39 and verse number 7 and verse number 12, The Bible said, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. He's been sold in Egypt. Potiphar has purchased him. He has served Potiphar well. And obviously Potiphar has dressed him up pretty good. And she cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said, Lie with me. And look in verse 12. And she caught him by his garment saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. He's sort of getting used to losing his clothes in the deal. Uh, Here is another change that has taken place that he's going to have to embrace, signified by his garments. Chapter number 41 and verse number 42, he spent some time in prison. No doubt they put some prison garments on him because uh, notice in verse 42, chapter 41, and Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. Now there seems to be five different uh, 
references to changes of raiment as far as Joseph is concerned. Four of them I want to emphasize uh, here tonight when I think about his clothing that he had to change. We understand that garments in the Bible had a social implication and significance. You can go throughout the Old Testament and you see the widow's garment that spoke of sadness. You saw the lawyer's garment. Jesus spoke of it in the New Testament, spoke of criticalness. There's the priest's garment which spoke of peacefulness. There was the king's royal garment that spoke of oneness. There was... uh, the harlot's garment that spoke of sinfulness. There was the soldier's garment that spoke of a preparedness. And then there was the prophet's garment which spoke of a boldness. It had a social implication to it. In other words, in Bible times, in the Old Testament, what you wore, what you wore said so much about you. And I don't want to venture out on this, but it won't hurt me to say that it probably says a lot about you nowadays. What you wear says a lot about you. But there is a spiritual significance to this this changing in Joseph's life. God spiritually has worked in him and has delivered him and has sustained him and has strengthened him through some great truths that he had to embrace. We talked about the truth of waiting and how he had to embrace that. He couldn't hurry up. He couldn't rush things when he waited on his father and his family. Uh, Last night we we spoke about the truth of obeying as he obeyed his father, as he obeyed and served Potiphar, as he obeyed the king. There's a saving aspect in obedience. Christ himself came to do the will of his Father. And he, the Bible said, learned obedience. And then we emphasize this matter of suffering. Uh, God let Joseph embrace the truth of, of having to suffer, which made him so much like Christ and so much Christ-like. But tonight we're going to have to see how, and we're going to notice the spiritual significance of how he has to embrace this matter of changing when it comes to these garments that, uh, that affected uh, his life in these different segments. Now there are some uh, notorious garments in the Bible. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, the fig leaves that Adam and Eve put on. And of course we realize they weren't sufficient uh, for the... Uh, the conscience of guiltiness that they bore. It was going to take another tree to cover all that sin. Uh, And of course, the soldiers cast lots, the Bible said, for Jesus' vesture. We remember that notorious uh, Babylonian garment that Achan took in the book of Joshua. Elisha's mantle, which meant more than enough, that mantle that he could use and strike the Jordan with it, and it would split. And Elisha inherited it, and it did the same. And then that, uh, that precious uh, best robe that the prodigal son got when he got back to the house. Now, there are just several of those uh, changes of garments that are so important and so significant in the Bible. And uh, I would make application to you and to me 
And uh, all you got to do is look in your own closet and you can see how time has changed things. Your clothes seem to date you or maybe they outdate you or maybe they update you. And, uh, but uh, certainly there comes those times in, life, in our lives to where uh, as far as our clothes are concerned, we need to change and we're going to have to change. But I'm noticing the, uh, the spiritual aspect of it. And when we think about Joseph and the garments that he had to change into, we realize that some changes of garments came out of love as his father gave it to him. Some reveal a position as the king gave it to him. Some indicate that maybe you're a criminal as he was in prison and whatever those garments were all about. Some cause jealousy as his brothers were upset because he got the coat of many colors. But in Joseph's case, all of these changes were providential. Joseph knew something about change. But understand, when Christ came into this world, he himself understood about change. And as he was wrapped in those swaddling clothes, he understood something about change. All the way to Calvary in which his garment was taken from his back, he understood something about change. The alterations and the adjustments and the differences that come to our lives. And we want to make, again, I say we want to make application to uh, these garments in Joseph's life and these changes that we must embrace that come into your life and these changes that uh, I must embrace that may come into my life. And I don't really know uh, what those changes will be in the future. I have seen some in the past as we all have. But I'm going to tell you, if you're going to be sustained, if you're going to be delivered, if you are going to make it through, you're going to have to accept that nothing's going to remain the same, that there are going to be some changes. Now, let me just say four or five quick things about this matter of the changes. And young people, I would say to you, not everything, not, not, you, you're not going to be able to pick out all your clothes. Uh, you're not going to be able to pick and choose everything that you're going to have to wear. I'm talking about in the spiritual significance of life. There are going to come some things that you... You won't necessarily want to wear, but uh, you're going to have to put them on. And you do know that in the New Testament, uh, that's what that word raiment means, or even in the Old Testament, or the word clothes, it means to put on. Peter used it well when he said being clothed in humility. And Paul talked about it when he said put on the whole armor of God. In other words, it's like putting, putting clothes on. He said again in Romans 13, verse 14, Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. So these are some spiritual garments that God uh, would have us to wear as far as our relationship with Him that's going to take us through the steps of life. Embracing the changing that God would have for you and for me. Now let me just mention uh, four or five things about that. First of all, I find that Joseph is embracing the changes. He's embracing the changing as far as the clothing and the garments are concerned when he couldn't help but change. Understand this. He is changing when he could not help but change. In other words, it was not his choice. 
Uh, he's not being asked. Uh, it's not left up to his decision. And as I already said in the introduction, he's not getting to go to the clothes store and, and uh, pick and choose as to what he's going to decide to wear for the occasion. But I'm going to tell you, when, uh, when his brothers yanked that uh, garment off of his back, uh, he was going to have to have some more garments, but he had to put on the ones that were given to him. And uh, sometimes there were garments he liked, and then sometimes there were garments that he did not like. And, of course, I've experienced that in, in, uh, in the physical sense. We all have. Uh, I can remember uh, having to go uh, have an x-ray uh, when I was pastoring the first church up a little holler called Roaring Creek, as I often mention, and uh, having some difficulties, so I had to go have uh, an x-ray. And that little old hospital wasn't much bigger than maybe two of these churches. And uh, they wanted to, of course, do the x-ray. And they had a little old room that was, I mean, wasn't, wasn't as big really as this uh, platform up here. And so what they would do is they'd take you in and, and uh, they would x-ray you. And then you would have to go back out and sit down and wait until they come and got you again. And, uh, but the first thing that they wanted to do when you come in there is they wanted you to take your clothes off. And they had this little old gown they wanted you to put on. And that's the reason why they call it ICU. I'll tell you that right now. And so I go in there and I sit down. And here's all these farmers around me. I know them and they know me. They went in there and had an x-ray and come back out and they're sitting and trying to talk potatoes and corn and everything. It's plumb embarrassing. And I said to myself, I ain't going to do that. And there ain't no way. I'm the preacher. They know me. And I'm not wearing that stuff. So when I went in there, the lady just handed me that little half a garment and said, go in there and take uh, clothes off and put this thing on. And uh, so I did. And they did a little x-ray, and they said, now go out there and wait, and we'll call you back in. I said, I'm not going out there. <laughs> they said, well, you have to go out there. I said, ain't you got nowhere else? And they said, no. <laughs> and this is, the, this is the truth. I looked over, and they had one of them uh, high school lockers, you know. Of course, that time I weighed about 140 pounds. I said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in that locker when you need me. You holler for me. And it's, it's the Lord's truth. I stood in the locker for 30 minutes <laughs> looking out. You can call it pride or whatever you want to do. But I wasn't going out there and discuss with them men when my kneecaps are showing <laughs> and the backside out of it. And that's as far as we'll take that. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of choice about that. It was something that I couldn't help. Uh, it just, uh, it, it's how, as someone said, that's how you spell life, L-I-F-E. And that there are times, there are times beyond Joseph's control that uh, he's just going to have to change. I mean, he's just got to change. And uh, so that's, uh, that's what he does. He changes. And they, again, those times in your life and my life, when there are going to be certain circumstances, certain incidents, uh, they're going to be, uh, as, as Chelsea has learned this week, to whatever degree, 
in all of our lives, there are going to be some changes. And uh, it ain't going to be up to you. The Lord ain't going to come to you and say, you want to wear this or do you want to wear this? Or, oh, you don't like this color, do you? I'm sorry, I'll send the angel back and he'll get you something else to wear. No, that's not the case. Uh, Joseph has to change and he can't help but change. But the second thing that I would suggest to you is that uh, in this matter of Joseph changing, it seems as though that it changes everything. It's not just changing his appearance. When he puts that uh, coat of many colors on, it's more significant than just changing his appearance. He's got more than just a pretty coat on. And uh, when he puts on that servant's garment when he's down in the the land of Egypt, it's more than just putting on a a garment. And I don't know how many different stages of garments he might have to wear there, but it's it's more than just uh, 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 an appearance that uh, is taking place in his life. And and, uh, when he's put in prison and he's put on on the stripes, the stripes, the garments of the the prisoners, it's it's more than just a garment. And when he is extolled and he has been made prime minister, it's more than just a robe that he's putting on. It's a life change. Each one of these garments is a significant uh, time in which God is not just changing the out, He's changing the inside. And what God is doing in all the changes of our lives that it seems to be so, so outward and, and it seems to be on the surface and it seems to be as, as thin as a, as a garment. Uh, but, but really what God is doing is He's doing the outward. He's changing things on the outside because He's wanting to change things on the inside. And really, really what He's doing is He's changing your whole world in steps to get you to where he wants you to be, where he wants you to go. So Joseph is changing. Joseph is changing. He's, he's having to put on different garments and he's, he's putting them on. You can help me put that on right there. And he's putting it on, not because necessarily he always wants to. Now I think he wanted that first garment. And I think he wanted that last garment. But all them garments in between, I don't think he cared for them. And it's like the little boy and little girl getting up going to school when mama says, you put that on it. No, I don't want to wear that. I I just, I don't want, no, I don't like put it on. And for Joseph, it's a matter of putting it on. And whether he's going to kick or whether he's going to buck, uh, it's all up to him, but God Almighty's got some garments for him to wear, and those garments are not only to affect the outer, they are indication that God is doing something on the inside, changing when he cannot help but change, and then changing that which changes really everything. It's an indication that everything has changed. I often hear it said with the grand youngins, uh, the parents, and you hear it said around here, and I'd hate to have to buy clothes uh, for this boy right here over the last four or five years that has sprouted up. And uh, can you imagine, you know, you, they're, they're just, 
You buy them clothes, three months later, you got to get a different set of clothes. And three months later, you got to get a different set of clothes. They just, so what they, just, they just keep growing out of those. Well, what God's letting you do really is grow out of some things because he's got some bigger things that he wants you to do. He's got some bigger shoes for you to wear and bigger shirts for you to wear. He's got some bigger things for you to wear because he is... He is changing. He's changing when everything around him is changing. The third thing I would suggest to you in this matter of a spiritual aspect of him having to change these garments, changing when you cannot help but change, it's not left up to you. God will not let you decide changing when it seems that it changes from that point on. You know you're never going back. It's, it's changed forever for Joseph. He's never going back to that coat of many colors. He's never going back to that servant's coat. And thank God he's never going back to that prison coat. He's never going back. But I want to say to you thirdly that there are going to come changes in your life. Changing. Joseph's changing. I'm going to tell you, Joseph's changing. When his brothers jerk that coat off his back or when that wild woman again takes that coat off his back and when he's having to put on the servant's garment and he's having to put on, I tell you, the prisoner's garment, Joseph is changing when it seems that no one else is having to change. How come nobody else is putting this on? How come nobody else is having to wear this? How come I'm the one that's the one that's having to to look like this? Why why don't you give this to somebody else? Seems that no one else is changing. But I want to say to you that you'll never have to change but what it won't affect somebody else and they're changing. Because I read on two occasions. One, you remember when they took the coat of many colors and they dipped it in blood and they took it back unto his father Jacob and they implied that a lion had eaten him and his daddy, the Bible said, rent his own clothes and sackcloth and ashes and mourn. Joseph had to change, but he didn't realize it was affecting somebody else. And I promise you, honey, when change comes to your life, there are going to be folks around you that love you that it's going to change them also. They're going to feel what you're having to feel. God will let somebody else Change with you when it seems that no one else is changing. And then I noticed that when Reuben came back, he'd been away when they put him down in that pit and brought him up and sold him. And when he found out that he sold, the Bible said he rent his own garments. He himself changed because of the change that Joseph has gone through. And you never know, you never know what God's doing for what changes God's doing in somebody else's life because he changed you. How important that is. Changing when you can't help but change. Changing that changes everything. Changing when it seems as no one else is changing but they are. And changing, let me word it this way. Changing when no one else can change but you. You know it's your time to change when there ain't nobody else 
that can fit into that garment. Somebody said, what size is it? It said, well, it's such a, well, that's the size I wear. What a reason why is I got it for you. It'll fit you. And you know it ain't for nobody else because it ain't their size. And I want you to know that all Joseph's garments were tailor-made. They were fitted for him. And I like what uh, the saying is, uh, the cliche, if the shoe fits, then wear it. And I want you to know that that garment, that first garment that was made for Joseph was made specifically for Joseph. The way the rest of the boys would have known that it wasn't for them, the change wasn't for them, is it wouldn't fit them. Boy, isn't it amazing when God begins to work in your life because he wants you to do something or be something. He is, he is lining out your future and you know it's you, but you don't want it. But you know it's you because it can only fit you. You see, what I'm doing right now, I know I'm supposed to do this because it fits me. God tailor-made, I'm going to tell you, me and the changes in my life to bring me to where I am right now tonight. And God has some garments. He has some garments. He's got some heavenly plans and changes for your life. And you might as well yield to it and don't get to looking at everybody else and trying to get them to wear what belongs to you and trying to get something to fit somebody else that ain't theirs. It's all yours. Just put it on. Because you're the only one that can wear it. It's changed when nobody else needs to change. It's your change. That garment, thank God, was his to wear. And I'm going to tell you, that servant's garment was his to wear. That prison garment was his to wear. That royal garment was his to wear. God tailor-made all the garments. Understand God, Taylor makes all the garments. Whether it is a son's garment, whether it is a servant's garment, whether it is a servant or prisoner's garment, whether it is a sovereign garment, whether it is a saint's garment, I want you to know God is the one who is making these garments, putting these garments together, mending these garments, sewing these garments for you and for me. I ain't preaching long tonight. Ain't you happy? I said I'm going to have to get a preacher's union together. He's the only fellow I preach for Thursday night on. I said, I'm going to have to get me a preacher's union up here. <laughs> I figured he'd be the head of it, so it wouldn't do me no good, would it? But I want to emphasize this last thought. Change. Joseph has to change these garments. Uh, he has to wear these garments. 
Change when you can't help but change. Change when it changes everything. Change when you think no one else is changing, but they are. And change when you're the only one that needs to change. It's time for you to change. God's going to change you. But the last thing is changing, but not letting the change change you. Are you hearing me? Changing, but don't let the change change you. I've run into some people's wearing some pretty expensive clothes. Maybe a $500 suit, but you could hang around them a while until they didn't have but a 50 cent character. The change didn't match. And uh, here's the thing about Joseph that I notice. What he was when his daddy put that coat of many colors on him, he was when his brother took it off from him. And what he was when his brother took that coat off of him, he was as a servant in the land of Egypt. And what he was as a servant with a servant's garment on in the land of Egypt, he was when Potiphar's wife jerked it off his back. And what he was the night she or day when she took that garment off of his back and he was put in prison and had to put them prison garments on, I want you to know what he was when she took it off his back. He was when he was put in prison. But here, here's to sew the whole matter up. Pardon the cliche. Here's to sew the whole matter up. What he was in those first garments, he was when he put the big garment on. It didn't change him a bit. He's got a royal garment on him, but he's still got a son's heart. He's still got a servant's heart. I'm going to tell you, he is still Joseph no matter what the changes are in his life. Now the danger is we can let change take us down. We can let change knock us off course. We can let change discourage us. We can let change cause us to turn around and go the other direction. And that's not good, honey. God's not allowing change in your life for that purpose. He's allowing change so he can change you and grow you his ability to change you. But he don't want you to change yourself. He's not going to turn back. Joseph's not going to lay around and waller and quit, kick and squall because of changes. He's remained the same. He's faithful to God. He's a keeping on going. But I'm going to tell you, it'll have two aspects. One, it'll take you down. But the other thing that changes can do is it will cause you to be proud. It will cause you to be elevated in self. I mean, when you put the big garment on, man, I mean, you got the $1,000, $2,000 robe on, and you got a ring on your hand. Can't you see that haughtiness rising up? I'm going to tell you, can't you see that bigness coming out of him? Can't you see that authority? And so glad he can run over top of somebody else. But that's not Joseph. He doesn't allow the change to change him. He stays the same as 
as Jesus, the Bible said the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It don't make no difference if you got $100 in your pocket or you got $10 in your pocket or you ain't got nothing in your pocket or if you got $100,000 in your pocket, it ought not change what's in here, honey. It ought to remain the same between you and God. It ought to remain the same between you and your wife. It ought to remain the same between you and your children. It ought to remain the same between you and your church. God blessing you. God giving you the changes, whatever they are, whether they seem to be good or bad. I'm going to tell you, I need to stay on course. Don't let the change change you. And the problem with America, let me say this, the problem with America is we've been blessed with so many blessed changes. We've been elevated so high in the changes that somehow it's changed us for the worse and not the good. I heard a fellow just the other day, oh, I've heard it, two different churches, two different churches. One church fellow told me out of his own mouth, and I didn't feel the authority to rebuke him. I'd leave it up to the pastor. He said, well, and he's a faithful. I've always been faithful and worked his way up and made some money. He said, well, preacher, he said, I, now I won't be here such and such. He said, now, nah, I'll tell you what, I decided to take, instead of one big long vacation, I decided to take weekend vacations. And I got me a nice boat and me and the wife and everything and said every weekend we go down there and take a few, at least three weekends a month. I'm a thinking, you know what your problem is? You got too much money in your pocket and you've changed you now. You, you got too much to go to the house of God and worship. You're going to leave that all behind. You're going to go out there and have yourself a big time because you got a little money, as I say, in your pocket. And what happened was, I'm going to tell you, the blessing of change changed him. Change him. You don't need to be changing for nothing. Don't let this old world change you. Don't let the, don't let the changes. I'm going to tell you, God will ordain the changes in your life. And by the way, don't change yourself. Amen. Don't get over in the mirror and say, oh, oh man, I'll tell you what. Ain't that good. I think I'm going to change into this. Well, you're fixing to mess yourself up. God controls all those changes. But what you don't want to do is while he's changing you, don't let it change your heart. Don't let it make you bitter. Don't let it make you as it did uh, Joseph's brethren jealous. And don't let it exalt you. And don't let it fill you with pride. Don't let it change you. Keep worshiping God. Keep praying. Keep giving to the work of God. Keep being faithful to the house of God. Keep doing what you're supposed to be doing no matter what change you're in. And God Almighty will take care of the rest. Because one of these days, I want to be ready for the big change. I mean, there's coming a final change. And the Bible talks about the righteousness, the robe of the righteousness of the saints, the garments. Revelation talked about it. Uh, the, I'm going to tell you, one of these days, I know Joseph had a pretty good, I mean, I, I reckon that robe, I reckon that thing his daddy fixed him was a nice, I mean, a multicolored, a many colored robe for him, a tunic, as you would say, 
was pretty nice. And I imagine that one that he put on on the end there with that royal garment was pretty nice. But I'm going to tell you something. One of these days, he's going to wear, we're going to watch him wear a robe that this old world knows nothing about. I'm talking about changes. But don't let it change you. Don't let it. Don't let it change you. The old boy at the boat, let it change you. And another church fellow in his business hit a lot of money. Got so tied up in his business, he didn't have no time for God anymore. He let the change change him. But no matter where Joseph was at, if he was in the suit, he was God's man. I'm telling you, if he's in bibbed overhauls and you saw him down at the hardware store, he was God's man. No matter where he was at, he was letting God do the work in his heart. And it wasn't the garments on the outside that counted. It wasn't the change on the outside that counted. But always the work God was doing on the inside. Changes, changes, changes are going to come. Embrace the changing. Because here's the matter. Let me close. Now some things, matter of fact, and I feel honored. My wife will come in. She did. She did. Before we went to church, she said, honey, does this look all right? <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Huh? This look all right. And, of course, she's always uh, inspecting me. Because I'm having to get up to preach, and so she'll make sure everything ties right, but the button's buttoned up, my hair's sticking up, she'll lick it down. I mean, whatever needs to be done. <laughs> I told her one time, I said, don't worry about it, it's me. She said, no, you're representing me. <laughs> I don't want everybody to think I, I dressed you like that. And she does. Everything I put on, she lays out for me. Fixes it, irons it. I feel, I feel so honored. But you know, at your best, really how you look depends upon the eyes that are looking at you. And some folks will look at you and say, ah, I just, did you see that? That's the ugliest dress I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe, did you see that tie? Or you of the other side. Man, I'm gonna tell you, that, that really looks good. Yeah, it really looks good. But it's it's all in the eyes of the beholder. Is, is that not right? But I'm gonna tell you something. In the changes that God brings into your life, it really don't matter what everybody else thinks. Because they're not the judge of it. But no matter whether you're in the bibbed overhauls or you're in the coat of many colors or you're in, a, you're in a royal robe or you're in a prison garment or in a servant's garment, what you want God to do is look down and say, Son, you look good to me. You look good to me. 
you look good to me. I'm a, I'm a growing you out of some clothes to grow you into some clothes. And one of these days, I'm going to put the big garment on you. <laughs> and the thing about it is, once he puts the big garment on him, he's going to put that big garment on me too. Because that's the same garment we're all going to wear. Ain't that right? But that garment ain't going to come until all the changes of all the other garments have already taken place. And God has, has tailor-made for us the garments in our growths to get us to where he wants us. Huh? Now, I may not be rowdy preaching, but that's good preaching right there, I'm telling you. Put that on there. All right. Now, why are y'all laughing? That ain't his garment, is it? That ain't made for him. God will have to do a lot of changing between where he's at now that he gets to this. Thank you, son. Huh? But I can take it. And I can put it on. And it's what I need for right now. Now give me a couple months and it may, I may need a change, but for right now it works. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're going to have to embrace the changing. Embrace the changing that God brings in your life because he's taking you somewhere let's stand by our head